Stay tuned for another sports presentation on the worldwide leader of Marshall University Athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. It's time for Sports Buzz, WMUL's weekly sports talk show with a competitive twist. Four enter, but only one will leave as this week's champion of current sports topics. And now, here's this week's moderator. Good evening and welcome to Sports Buzz. I'm Justin Zimmer. we got a great panel on hand. All, all veterans. No, nobody making their debut tonight. Only really one rookie in Ben Anderson, and we got the we got both Ben sitting next to each other, so that could be that that's gonna be interesting. Uh, mostly NFL show tonight. All, all football. NFL season's only about 24 hours away. Away, and we'll start off with uh, one Cowboys fan, uh, the the baseball state champion from New York, Ray Ronierson. We'll get to you in a second, Ben. You didn't even introduce everybody. <laughs> I'll let you guys introduce yourselves. Also, it's a, a great idea putting Ben and Ben next to each other. So when you point over here and you say Ben, I think it's start, great. We we won't know. I think it's great. Yeah, I'm so excited to be back. This is my first appearance this uh, this uh, semester, and I'm ready to rumble. I'm so inter- interested to see what my good old boy pal Ben Cower has to say tonight. Uh, I'm, I got, we were talking about this today. I'm always full of thoughts. <laughs> Glad to see you made it tonight. <laughs> what? Would you think I wasn't going to make it? Oh, oh well. After I know what you <laughs> after my near death experience last night, of which we won't delve into. <laughs> I'm Sean Kelly. It's always great to be back. I'm Ben Anderson. I'm Ben Cower. <laughs> hey, you might as well introduce yourself. There was a suspend, a, a wait there, a suspense. <laughs> uh, All right, Justin, what's the first question? All right. First question of the night. Uh, NFL season's uh, a little more than 24 hours away. It'll kick off with the Bills and the Rams. So, week one this weekend, which game are you most looking forward to on the week one slate? And we'll start off with Sean Kelly. The game that I'm most excited about, honestly, is Browns versus Panthers. After all of the drama that has happened with the Browns for Baker being tossed to the curb, the Browns going, yeah, thank you for leading us to the playoffs for the first time in almost 20 years, but we're going to go with the guy who very well likely will not be playing this year, and surprise, he's not going to be back until week 11 when the Browns are most likely going to be out of the playoff picture. So, Actually, week thirteen. Week thirteen. Okay. Yeah. So even, first games, e- first games against the Texans. Even better. Even better. But yeah, I'm excited to see if Baker Mayfield comes back with a vengeance against against a Browns team that does not have a lot of high hopes going for it this year. Uh, give me the Raiders and the Chargers. Oh, that's going to be such a great game, and the AFC West is going to be nuts this year. I mean, it's so stacked. You know, the Chiefs. I mean. When the Chiefs are, they may or may not be the the weakest team in that division. I mean, because the Raiders added so much firepower over the off season, and then so did the Broncos, obviously. And you know, the chart, <clears throat> well, according to former sports director Andrew Rogers, the worst quarterback in that division is is Russell Wilson. 
Which is not true. A That's, legendary take. No, a horrible, what horrible a take. take. What not a in take. one of the most. <laughs> yeah, what a take. <laughs> well, I just want to mention, uh, for the record, both times he said that take, he was eliminated after saying that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going with the uh, the opposite. I'm saying the Raiders and the Chargers. That's the game I'm looking forward to this weekend because that's going to be a battle of two extremely high-powered offenses. Uh, I'm not really looking forward to a defensive battle there. Uh, when I think of the Raiders or the Chargers, I don't think defense. I think of an offensive shootout. And then not to mention, uh, they're battled getting into the playoffs last year. I mean, that went down to the wire, and it's going to be a rematch. And then, of course, uh, again, with the AFC West being so stacked this year, it's going to be closer than ever. So this game on week one could decide if one or you know one or the other team ends up making the playoffs down the road. Because it's going to be a huge win uh, for either team and a huge loss for either team. So, big offensive battle, but Raiders and Chargers, I'm pumped to see that. All right, there's two games I got in mind. If I won, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit biased here. Is honestly Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Just so I can see Cincinnati get a win week one. You know, I, hey, you don't know. They might. Mitchell Trubisky might come in there. <laughs> yeah. Like the world on fire. You, you never, never know. know. Mitchell Trubisky could set, yeah, he could set the world on fire. Yeah, the MVP, <laughs> Nickelodeon MVP, baby. Mm-hmm. And how many Super Bowls has he gone to? Hey, well, listen, Super, <laughs> Bowls, Super Bowls don't matter. He's got the hey, MVP. Hey, he's got the Super MVP. Ones, Mitchell hasn't even won a playoff game. Let's get this right. But he's won the MVP. All right, but the big game I'm looking Who forward got to actually on is- NFL. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. How many times have uh, the Bengals been slammed? Zero, hey, I'm hey, pretty sure. Hey, Burrow actually gets slimed this season. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Fair. 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 But the big game I'm actually looking forward to is the Chiefs and the Cardinals. So you got a battle between two of the top quarterbacks in the league in Patrick Mahomes and Kyle Murray, both teams that have a potential playoff run in them. I think it'll be a back-and-forth contest. Like as Ben Cowher said about the Chargers game, I think it'll be an offensive battle. But at the end of the day, I'm I'm also going to go with um, Arizona to pull away. He's even making a game prediction right there. Arizona week one. I like that because Kyle Murray is my fantasy quarterback in a lot of leagues. So hopefully. Uh, for my pick this week, I'm going to kind of stray away from all the big games that are on this week. And I'm actually going to go with a Chicago Bears 49ers matchup. My reason being is I'm excited to see what Trey Lance has to show us this year. Trey Lance got literally handed the team. He, they uh, re-signed Jimmy G, but they're like, yeah, Jimmy, you're not playing. Like, this is Trey's team. And I'm looking for a big uh, sophomore year from Justin Fields. I'm really excited for both of them. They're both great young uh, quarterbacks, and they're going to be a bright future. And I'm going to go with the Ben Andersons here. And I'm going to I'm gonna say the 49ers are going to win. I like, I like to make the pick. I think the 49ers are going to win, but I think it's going to be a matchup that we're going to actually talk about going into week two. I think it's going to be a good matchup between two young quarterbacks. I don't think it's going to be high scoring because we've got two young guns in there, but I think the 49ers are just poised as a better team to take it week one. I mean, that's high expectations for the Bears. Yeah, yeah, it is high yeah, expectations. Yeah, I was about to say, it might, might be a little <laughs> yeah. too high, but 49ers and Bears, all right. You guys want to get in on a debate on that one? Uh, I mean, uh, if you want us to, what do you uh, want us to do? No, uh, what do you want to debate about? If, if the Bears are going to be... We are your puppets, <laughs> Justin. What do you want us to do? You're the puppet you're master. Debate, I want to say, do you want to I'm make a stance? i so like... Yeah, I don't really have any high hopes for the Bears going into the season or against the 49ers. They got a real stacked wide receiver core. They got Darnell Mooney. 
<laughs> That's it. That's Who? the wide receiver core. <laughs> I'll get on this. Okay. Oh, you're you're joining in? No, yeah, I, I, I can do it. I'll join on this. What's Why your not? input? What are you going to say? I don't think... Look, here, here's the thing. Are the Bears going to be that good under Matt Eberflus? No. 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 So, like, no. <laughs> no chance. Straight up, thing. no. Yeah, right. But, are the, but here's the thing with Trey Lance. He could be a horrible starting quarterback in the NFL. So the, the world could explode tomorrow. No, any, <laughs> anything can happen. No, I mean, I mean the, the, no, but I'm just saying you you can't I, look. I think it's a great matchup, right? I think it's a great pick. It's a, kind of under the radar. I would also have gone with the ooh, Jacksonville and Washington. I think could be an interesting game. Oh boy! Oh, no, nah, it's <laughs> gonna be a horrible game. Yeah, that's oh, really boy. I, I just want to see how good Carson Wentz is as a commander. That's all. He's not mm. going to be good. That's the answer. It's Carson Wentz. He hasn't been good since his leg injury in 2017. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Nick Foles still won the Super Bowl. So. He almost Nick Foles <laughs> look, almost look, led them to a second straight I, I, NFC look, championship. Look, I also want to see Trevor Lawrence outside of the Urban Meyer scheme. Mm. That's do, you, fair. do you miss Urban? No, he's on TV. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I said last year he's going to get fired before the end of the, the And you were right. Yeah, I was right. You were I, right. I will say about Jaguars versus Washington. Doug Peterson versus Carson Wentz in that game. So yeah, that is a nice matchup. Right Jedi there. versus Padawan. <laughs> All right, let's, let's let's get back. All right, let's get into game picks. I need some help this week with with game picks. Ben kind of started. Ben took Arizona over Kansas City. Ben Anderson. Ben Anderson. Not yeah, me. Yeah, no, I, I, I know not you. You you, you, you. you didn't pick. You didn't pick the game yet. I think the car. I think the Cardinals might come up a little short. Okay, you got the Chiefs. I agree with that. I agree with that statement. I think the Cardinals. I'm not might... making a pun there, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. I, I I agree with Ben's statement. I I think the Cardinals might be able to play it cl- close, but I think even without Tyreek Hill, the Chiefs are still a just a better team than the Cardinals. And also, honestly, the storyline for me in that game is just going to be if Kyler Murray can live up to his contract extension or if everyone is just going to make fun of him again for not watching game film. I mean, no DeAndre Hopkins. Their leading wide receivers are they have Hollywood Brown, who has been kind of hot and cold uh, through his tenure with the Ravens, and then A.J. Green, who last year wasn't completely horrible uh but you know he's he's old you know and he's your when your wide receiver core is hollywood and and aj green that's not exactly ideal I'm, i i just think that the chiefs are even with you know no tyreek it'll still be more efficient but it'll be a relatively close game yeah i'm gonna i think i'm actually gonna hop on the other side but like you said i'm gonna go cardinals just strictly because he's commerce kind of my fantasy quarterback but Awful take, I know. Awful take, <laughs> but I think the game's gonna be a lot closer than we all <laughs> than we all anticipate. In the fact that I think there's a lot of question marks on both team with like Ben Cower brought up, no D Hop, no D Hop for the first like five or six weeks. So six weeks. That's gonna be tough for the Cardinals to figure out because their go-to option, if they're not throwing the ball, is James Conner, and we all know how that goes. So <laughs> it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough for the Cardinals, but. At the end of the day, I think the defenses are going to come down to who wins that game. You obviously got to stop Patrick Mahomes, and I think I have a little more faith in the Arizona Cardinals defense late than the Chiefs defense because Chiefs defense has been riddled with issues ever since Patrick's been there. That's been like the main topic every year is are the Chiefs going to actually be able to stop a team from scoring 40 points so Patrick Mahomes doesn't put up 55. So They have uh, 
They have Frank Clark. And again, that's about it. There's just <laughs> nothing more past that point. Yeah. And you got the Honey Badger, but Oh, still. yeah, yeah. And they got him, but. Didn't he go to New Orleans? Yeah, he did. And okay, he, exactly. Okay, so I, I even better on my okay, take good. here. The Chiefs, there's just, I think both teams just have so many question marks. So it's intriguing. It's just an intriguing matchup because you have two really talented quarterbacks. And then there's just question marks. That's it. Mm. Sean, are you? Are we still making game picks? Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I already yeah, made. Uh, I already made my pick for, okay. car, for the Cardinals game. I, oh, okay. I already said Cardinals. So, or, or, no, I already said Chiefs. Yeah, there we go. Two Chiefs, two Cardinals. Yeah, split fifty-fifty. Okay, no, no, no hope to me. <laughs> <laughs> I need help. I mean, look, it's a compelling game week one. I mean, Nance and Romo. 425 on CBS will be mm-hmm. compelling game. All right. All right, we got two Cowboys fans here, so I know where this one's going to go. Uh, rematch of Week 1, 2021. The uh, Bucks and the boys at, at, at Jerry World. Ray's laughing. At a boy, right? <laughs> uh, Bucks won last year, Week 1. Did, did the Cowboys get revenge? Cowboys, a lot of questions. I, I think they're... Couple changes on the O line with the boys, and Tom Brady coming back from his 11 day training camp absence. Um, start this one off with uh, Cowboy fan number one, Bed Cower. Here we go. I'm glad that I'm Cowboy fan number one. Uh, I uh, I have besides Zach Martin, I have no faith in our O line. I really, I'm scared. I'm scared, Justin. I'm scared. Shaq Barrett is a mean man, and he's going to destroy Josh Ball on Sunday night. He's, it's going to be like a Chaz Green level embarrassment. I like it's. He might get ten sacks. He might get ten sacks in the same night. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think it'll be. Yeah, maybe. I, I think it'll be a relatively close game again. I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means because I don't think the Bucks are a perfect team either. I mean, their defense—I mean, they're specifically their their defensive backs are have never really been that good. Um, they're very they have a very strong you know uh, D line, but it'll be interesting to see the changes there because now Bowles is the head coach. His focus isn't entirely on defense anymore. So it could water down the defensive play calling a little bit now that, you know, he doesn't have sole focus on that part. Uh, you know, Tom Brady back in his final season, he's going to obviously going to want to steamroll Maybe. every single buddy. Uh, but I think Dallas will put up a solid fight. Uh, their offense is very oh, – it's all over the place. O-line is not in a great spot. Dak is. Uh, he's got CD and he's got Dalton Schultz. So, I mean, he's got two very – very good targets. Uh, Tony Pollard too. Zeke is healthy again, but again, they don't really have anybody on the other side of the field for a wide receiver. It's like we're going to be, or the Cowboys will be between Noah Brown and uh, I think Jalen Tolbert, who's our third or fourth round rookie wide receiver. Who I I don't really have a ton of faith. So I think it'll be, but our the Cowboys defense will also be. Uh, solid again. They didn't really lose anybody big. If anything, they improved. The defense, uh, the defensive staff improved from the last season to this season. They didn't lose Quinn. Uh, I think it'll be much more of a defensive game almost. Uh, it won't be like a a sixty point. I wouldn't. I don't know what the over is, but uh, it'll probably 
be fairly low scoring. Uh, but if I had to pick, I can't, you know, as much as, as much doubt as I have, I got to stick with Dallas. I can't, I can't give up on them, Justin. That a boy. I can't that give up on them. It's going to be, it's going to be rough, but I know Dallas is going to take home the dub. Let's go to the second Cowboys fan at the station, Ray. You know, Ben, I'm, I, you had me scared. I really thought you were going to pick the Bucks, but mm-hmm. I'm backing him up on exactly everything you said. He took the words right out of my mouth. It's going to be a low-scoring game, but it, to me, I almost think that works in Dallas's favor. And they're going to want to. They're going on offense. They're going to want to water down the clock. They know who's coming into town. It's Tom Brady, the goat, whatever you want to call him. They have to literally have him on the bench majority of the game. They have no choice. If they want to win, they have to have the ball out of his hands, and they have two running backs that can do so. Zeke has been hit or miss the last couple of years. Me and Ben talked about this a lot. But you have Tony Pollard, who's a game changer in that essence as well. And don't sleep on my boy Lamb. I everybody's given him a lot of hate and don't think he can handle that wide receiver one. But he was a beautiful wide receiver one in Oklahoma, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And he carried that team. He carried that team pretty well. So, and you also got Michael pa- Michael Parsons. Man is going to be the defensive player of the year. I'm already making that take now too. He's gonna do it. And we also got the Anthony Barr edition, which is beautiful for the linebackers. And you also have Trayvon Diggs, which, yes, did give up a lot of yards, but first seven weeks he had at least one pick. No other corner in the league did that. I think, like Ben said, it's going to be very defensive, and I think the Cowboys hold on to a three-point lead right at the end, and we're going to win it. Give me the bucks on this one. Basically, everything that both of you described to me, aside from the Cowboys' defense, basically just reinforces that there's just too many question marks for the Cowboys to have me pick them over the Bucks. And while the Bucks' defense may not be completely solid, with the weak O-line that the Cowboys have, I think that's going to be enough for the Bucks to get a slight advantage. And I think offensively, the Bucks will have a slight advantage as well. Like I said, too, just simply too many question marks. Give me the Bucks on this one. I'm going to give it a Sean on this. Give me Tampa Bay. Like that, Ben, Ray, as you guys are saying, there's way too many holes in the Cowboys. So at the end of the day, I think Brady does what he does best, and that is he gets the job done, gets the win. And that and that will be week one. One point I'd like to bring up before we end this discussion: as many holes as we have on the offensive line, the Bucks have the same problem. They had a guy yes. retire, and one of their best linemen got hurt. So their offensive line is not the offensive line they had last year. So I just want you guys to remember that, and that's why I think our defense has the edge. And also, also, if Josh Ball doesn't work out, and let's say he's getting torn apart in the beginning, Cowboys signed Jason Peters this past week. So do not change my answer, old guys. man Jason Peters. But hey, you know. old man Christmas baby. <laughs> After that, I'm still going with the Bucks. That game will be on NBC's Sunday Night Football. Kickoff at 8.15 p.m. on Sunday night. All right, let's get to uh, Monday night football. Normally you have reunion games later on in the season for Russell Wilson. That luxury is not going to be happening. It's going to be week one, Monday night football. You'll see two new faces, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, on Monday nights. Will the Broncos let Russ cook, or is Seattle going to be going home with one? Uh, let's go with uh, Ben Anderson on this one. Ben. It's an easy answer. Broncos are going to win because the Seahawks, they struggled last year. They're in a rebuilding process, and you got Drew Locke at quarterback. We've seen him in Denver. We've seen that. Drew Locke is not 
an NFL starting quarterback. Like, we, we've learned that in the past. There's no doubt about that. There's way too many holes in Seattle. They're in the rebuild. I think this will be a smooth sailing game for Russell Wilson to make a statement and show that he has the potential to take Denver to the playoffs, which hasn't happened, pretty sure, since the Peyton Manning era. Because I don't think... All right. Yes, I think he will finally bring Denver back to the playoffs or, or show that he has the potential to do so as he dominates Seattle's defense on Monday night. So I got to easily go with the Broncos. I mean, realistically, I don't think anyone really has hope for Seattle. Like Ben said, Drew Locke is their starting quarterback. They're probably going to win maybe four or five games this season, and this is not going to be one of them. With how Denver has improved on offense, just with Russ alone, that's that alone is going to propel them over the Seahawks. There's just what what positives do Seattle have? There's there's nothing. I I find nothing. Uh, yeah yeah yeah, Justin. They they have heart. They have heart, and that's that's what's gonna get them over Denver. All I gotta say is let's ride. Yeah, I you can't. I mean, the Seattle's just got way too many holes right now. Where. Again, Drew Locke as your QB isn't exactly ideal. And then if if he doesn't work out, yeah, you got Geno Smith. How – oh, Geno started. Geno started? Oh, even, even better. Oh, even that's better. even That's even do better. not change my pick. Tremendous. Oh, Geno Smith is not Gino much Smith better. Geno Smith versus Russell Wilson. The, the only hope that Seattle has on the offense is Rashad Penny, and then that's if he doesn't get injured in, like, the first three plays of the game. Because the man is is Charmin soft in that regard, uh, and then I, I, if you ask me to name a Seattle defensive player, I just can't do it. I don't, I don't know. There's no, like, you can't. I who? You can't name a defensive player. I can't name a single defensive player on the Seattle Seahawks. I don't know. Like uh, that's that's why I'm adding. That's why I'm making the point. The Broncos going to steamroll them. I mean it's. Ross is going to cook. He knows that defense like the back of his hand. And, uh, like, he knows exactly how to pick the, that defensive scheme apart. And he's going to do it this time with a, a solid wide receiver core. I mean, he had, you know, obviously a solid wide receiver core in Seattle, too. But, you know, Cortland Sutton is going to dice, <laughs> dice some fools up on the outside. And then Jerry Judy across the middle is going to be lethal. So it's uh they're going to have plenty of firepower. And then, not to mention, uh, the dual threat of Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams at running back. And a good O-line. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be Denver. Denver's going to win that game. Okay. I, I was looking to see if I could even play on the Seattle defense. A little luck. Could you, Justin? Do you, do you have faith? Do you think you could make it on the Seattle Seahawks I think Seahawks the answer defense? for Justin is no. That's sounding <laughs> it's, it's hey, not. listen, he's got speed. It's, he's got speed. It's not. Yeah. Very Jamal Adams. Cheetah Jr. over here. <laughs> I would, you know, Justin Zimmer, I could see you as a strong safety. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, going in laying, laying the floor. Justin, hey. you, you should go into training camp next year for the Seahawks. You, you <laughs> You'd make it. Hey, whoa, be like, Justin Zimmer officially declares for the NFL draft. <laughs> yeah. Yep, Mr. Irrelevant. All right. No. Don't sell yourself short, no. Justin. <laughs> All righty. Let, uh, let's get we'll, – we'll get Bucks and Rams in another segment. Uh, the, the New York Jet Planes. The Jets have a quarterback issue. Zach Wilson's out the first couple weeks of the season. 
Joe Flacco, remember him? His glory days were about a decade ago. He's now starting for the Jets. How are the New York Jets going to fare without Joe, without Zach Wilson? I'll say simply, seeing as how the biggest story for the Jets this past week has been the fact that Joe, Joe Flacco is playing against Baltimore again, that kind of tells you all that you need to know. Like, the Jets have picked up some guys in in this past offseason, but with how the AFC East is, the Jets are still going to be a distant last, and Joe Flacco, 37-year-old Joe Flacco, is not going to help them. Now, I'm not directly comparing him to this guy, but if he can do what Brett Favre did in 08 with the Jets and prove that a man at his age can still play quarterback in the NFL and start quarterback in the NFL, then good on him. But the Jets are still a distant last in the AFC East. Give me the Ravens. Give me Baltimore. I just as you're saying is like Joe Flacco. Uh, we haven't heard much from him until since he left Baltimore after Lamar Jackson showed up. Yeah, Flacco. He hasn't really been relevant in nearly a decade. And Sean, as you said, the man's 37 years old. I, I still think that, well, the Jets are even though they're going the right direction in terms of a rebuild. I don't think it's enough yet this season. So I think Lamar Jackson steamrolls his way through the Jets. I got to get Baltimore. On top of that, Flacco last season had one start against Miami in a loss, 24-17. to And then the week prior to that, he had three completions for 47 yards. That is your Jets starting quarterback for this year. Then again, who was he throwing to? They got they have a different wide receiver core this year. That, is, like, I, that is true. I... I Am I wrong for thinking the Jets aren't as bad a team as a lot of people think they're going to be? It's no. like I don't no, think they're good. Wrong. I don't think they're good enough to the, the, beat the, the Ravens. First, the first couple weeks are tough, though. No, no. I, it's like I don't think they're going to beat and, the and Ravens. I think Wilson's out for like four weeks anyway. Yeah, it's I. I'm not projecting for them to beat the Ravens, but then again, I don't think they're going to get like. At, and I don't think it's going to be like a 42 to seven type match. You know, I. Joe Flacco isn't throwing to a bunch of chumps. He's got very talented Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore heading into his second year, um, Corey Davis, even though he drops a lot of passes, uh, still very capable if he can stay healthy. Yeah, CJ Uzama at tight end as yep. well. Yep, and he was very good last year for the for the uh, for the Bengals and very underrated tight end. And then on top of that, a, a underrated but solid running back core in a mix of Michael Carter. And especially Brees Hall, who's going to be the new, the, you know, big new kid on the block there for the Jets. And they have a good O-line, too. They, they have been, Joe Douglas has been building a good O-line there to protect his QB. Of course, you know, Wilson goes out and gets injured on his own. That wasn't a thing. That wasn't a matter of blocking. It was him running, and then he just tore something. But they have, a, they have all the pieces to be pretty successful this year. Uh, same thing on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, they're still rebuilding there too, but you know their offense is in a rel- it's in a relatively good place right now. Uh, if Flacco can be anything how he was like even five, six, seven years ago, you know this team might actually put up a good fight against Baltimore because Baltimore's defense doesn't really scare me at all. I, I, like they're kind of wishy-washy. They always have been. They're very injury prone. They always are on defense they always get torn up and uh the jets at home week one again i don't think the jets are going to win but i think it might end up being a relatively surprisingly close game for some people who think the jets are as bad as they were three years ago yeah i i don't think they're going to fare amazing 
without Zach Wilson. But do I think the Jets are a team that you shouldn't sleep on anymore? A hundred percent. I don't know about you guys, but I was watching that draft for the Cowboys, and the team that knocked me off my feet were the Jets. They literally won on all their picks. And when you take a running back as high as they did in round, round two of the draft this past year, Brees Hall, he's going to play. And Brees Hall was a dog at Iowa State. He was an amazing running back in college last year for Iowa State. And then you got Sauce Gardner, which I know a lot of people love, hate that pick, but he's going to be a good corner for them. They're just young, and they're going to have the young struggles. And Joe Flacco's not the guy he was. So are they going to fare well? Are they going to fare well? No way. But are they a bad team? No, they're not. Zach Wilson just needs to come back. They're definitely going to lose. I'm not saying they're going to go out there and just steamroll the Ravens because you got to play against Lamar Jackson. But I also don't think the game's going to be like Ben said, a 42-10 to 10 game. I think it's going to be a lot interesting. I think the Jets are going to put a lot of people on notice this year. I don't think anyone's really saying that it's going to be 42-10 to 10 or anything like that. I, I'm not either. I'm just saying that with what everyone else has in their division, I'm still picking the Jets to be last, but I agree with everyone else that they're going to be. They are more talented, but they're still. it's still not enough to beat Baltimore. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't see it being a blowout, but I see about the Ravens win by two scores or around that range. All right, so Jets week one. Again, they're, out with, they're without Wilson for about two to three, two, three to four weeks. Baltimore week one. Cleveland week two. Cleveland without Deshaun Watson. That could be a winnable ball game. Pittsburgh week four. Cincinnati week three. Pittsburgh week four. They have a new quarterback. Miami week five. And then Green Bay week six. And then week seven. Let Russ cook at the Denver Broncos. All right, when we come back, we'll talk college football a little bit. Go back to the NFL. More, more sports buzz. Up next, right here on the Connecticut Sports Radio Network. Award-winning coverage lives right here on WMUL-FM Huntington, WFGH-FM Fort Gay, and WTHM-LP Ravenswood, West Virginia. Vestmeyer, no. Bazookas to the back of the net. And he ties the game for the herd. Call him Bazooka, because that was a rocket by Bazookas. She's going to lift this one high and deep, way back into left field. That was by the light pole. Look up and say goodbye. Allie Harrell with her 10th career home run. She has now tied the Marshall freshman record for most home runs to start a career. Under 25 now, over to Williams from three, and he knocks it down. Jansen Williams puts the hurt on top. 70 to 69, 19 seconds left in the contest. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the WMUL request line singer. Oh man, we're out of range. I'll miss all of my favorite music. No worries. 
With WMUL's 24-7 live stream, the cutting edge of your radio dial becomes the cutting edge of your phone too. Just go to marshall.edu slash WMUL and your favorite music goes wherever you do. I'll pull it up now, just in time for more music. Call 696-6651 now. DJs are standing by. You're listening to West Virginia's first public radio station. Public radio? What does that mean? No commercials. So all I'm trying to say is maybe uh, no commercials is a good idea. Help build ratings. So crank up the commercial-free sound of WMUL FM 88.1, and we guarantee you won't hear one single commercial. What I say, you already know, but you don't believe. You won't accept, you don't conceive. When you're inside your car, you feel safest of all. Are you safe? Are you? Two tons of sheet metal in your hands. Two tons don't run on autopilot. You have a mission. It's no collision. Hold the phone. Don't text. You're angling to be next. Oh, you've done it before. What's the harm? Just this once, there's no alarm. Got your hands on the wheel? No big deal. Brothers and sisters, you won't see it coming. You're off the road. Your life explodes. It's not worth it. Don't do it. You only think there's nothing to it. Put it down. Hang up. Pay attention to highway action. Behind the wheel, there is no such thing as a small distraction. Join the conversation at DecideToDrive.org, a public service message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons, who would rather help keep your bones strong than put them back together. Hi, this is Amari Bradshaw, two-time Super Bowl champion, and you're listening to the worldwide leader of martial athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Sports Buzz. You just heard Ahmad Bradshaw, the two-time Super Bowl champion with the New York Football Giants. NBC announced in the press release he'll be on the pregame show on Saturday when Marshall takes on Notre Dame. Anyway, back to Sports Buzz here. Uh, off to college football we go. Week two is going to get started. Wait for the bets to run out here for a second. Week, week, week three, week two to get started. Anyway, yeah, anyway. Uh... Big 12 commissioner today had a very interesting statement. And he basically said, Brett Yomack said, the Big 12 is looking to add more schools, but they're going to go all the way out to the Pacific time zone. They're adding Cincinnati, UCF next year, and BYU's coming as well. They want to go further into Pac-12 territory. So who in that general area is a best fit for the Big 12 conference? Yes, Ben Anderson. Here we go. Well, I'm just saying on teams that they are saying will would leave the Pac-12, and I'm honestly saying the only team I can see, right, only two teams see being successful leaving the Pac-12 would be Oregon and Utah. That'd be the only two teams I could see leaving the Pac-12, going to the Big 12, and finding some sort of success. I, what I want to. Uh, in terms of teams moving to the Big 12 is different from what I think is actually going to happen. I would want either Colorado or Utah since geographically that's what makes the most sense. And both Colorado and Utah, aside from the past couple years for Utah, haven't really been all that successful in the Pac-12. But realistically, I think they're going to go with Oregon. 
Oregon's going to make the Big 12 the most money. That's name recognition-wise and uniform recognition-wise. That's who is going to get the most views, other than maybe Washington. I don't like having you know rivalries like Oregon-Oregon State or Oregon-Washington being taken away for something like this. But in the end, Oregon is going to make the Big 12 the most money, and that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. So, Oregon. Yeah, I actually, before I go into my take, I don't like this idea of, at all of going into the Pacific side. Well, if you don't like it, I mean, you can go with that take, too. Yeah, that, the, that's yeah. going to be my take. I just don't. I don't like it, and I'm going to have to go with Sean. The smart decision the Big 12 makes is Oregon. I mean, they're it's Nike. That's Nike land. You're going to make all the money in the world adding them. And also, like you said, Colorado geographically just makes the most sense, too, because they're the closest to the middle of the United States, but... I personally don't like the take and the fact, to me, like Sean also mentioned, you're ruining all the college rivalries that these conferences have built up. And yeah, maybe once every other year they'll be able to play each other, but you're looking forward to that USC-UCLA matchup every year, the Arizona-Arizona State matchup every year. And granted, some of those teams are still going to be in the Pac-12, but it's just taking away from the Pac-12 itself, which isn't a conference that's not known well. It's a Power 5 conference. So I feel like they should just stay away, personally. Oh well, you're gonna see the Big Twelve is gonna go for the big teams. They want they want the big market teams. They want the teams that are gonna make the most money. They don't care about geographical position. Even if Colorado makes sense, they're going to go for whatever's gonna make them the most money. Um, you know, obviously Oregon, that's the big one. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Utah too. Utah has been a very good team over the past couple of years. They're a very good program, the Utes. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Utah make the move over. Um, honestly, UCLA has just been in the dumps for a while on the football. Uh, oh, excuse me. Sorry. The uh, UC, UCLA, right? No, that's right. They left. Yeah, yeah USC, and, and, USC and UCLA USC. left for the Big Ten. Oh, yeah, I'm stupid. Uh, Stanford, that's another big one. I think Stanford, you could see Stanford go. Uh, and leave. I was thinking about Stanford as well, but the only issue there is that they are like what Northwestern is to the Big Ten or what Vanderbilt is to the SEC. They are the the school-wise, they are the best in the Pac-12. They're the, So I, I don't think the Pac-12 is going to want them to leave, but I was thinking about that as well. Uh, sorry to cut you off. Man. No, no, it's okay. The uh, And then Washington too. I, I think that if they're going to get Oregon, might as well go get Washington too, because they're right, they're right up there in the same zone. Um, but I, if I had to choose, like, because I don't think they're going to take every single team, but they're going to take the big ones, and that's going to be and the successful ones too: Utah, Oregon, Washington, and uh, I. One of the Arizona teams, probably Arizona, not Arizona State. They're going to take Arizona. I could see possibly. Um, but like, so like they're gonna take uh, Oregon for sure, and Stanford, and probably four or five teams. This is the big money teams is what they're gonna go after. They're not gonna. I don't see Colorado going there because it's just not as big a school. I mean, it's big, but it's football wise. When's the last time Colorado was a ranked team? You know. But the other issue is that as much as I don't like how things are panning out with USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten, it stopped being about what makes the most sense rivalry-wise and geographically and all that long ago. 
Penn State has been in the Big Ten since the early 90s, and the Big Ten was historically a Midwestern place. Same with Rutgers and Maryland going there. With everything, the Penn State-Pitt rivalry was taken away long ago with the two teams splitting off into different conferences. It stopped being about that long ago. So that's all it's about. It's all about money now. It's about money and exciting matchups. I mean, college football is a rapidly changing landscape right now. I mean, you saw the news this past week. I mean, they're going to expand the playoff from, what, 4 to 12? It's 12 teams now? Yeah. Yeah. Which is... (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's a rapidly changing landscape right now. And, I mean, you're going to see one of these big conferences get kind of cut out of the pie. And right now the Pac-12 is on real thin ice because if they get... You know, all these big teams get poached from them. They're not going to be able to survive. You know, it wouldn't really be a, a power conference at that point. I mean, if they lose all these big schools and they're left with, like, Oregon State, who's like, Oregon State's no chumps, but, you know, it's like you have, like, Oregon State and, like, Washington State, you know. It, it's just more familiar with this. It would be, like, the Conference USA situation where... Uh, I, well, I think it's more than the Conference USA situation. I think now you have TV money involved. Oh, yeah. But... Yeah. I, I'll go back to you on the TV point. If you're the Big 12, I think you've already lost the big TV market. The two, LA, the two Los Angeles teams have already jumped to the Big 10. We can get into that discussion another another theoretical time about how horrible that's going to be for the student-athletes, But and, that, and that's not what the show's about. But, I mean, you look at it, I mean, I'm amazed the Pac-12 hasn't gone up for Boise or San Diego State yet. I'm amazed they've not poached those two. Well, I mean, Boise right now is... At least financially struggling as a football program right now. Where I, Pac-12 I know, is going to have money. Well, Bo- well Pac-12 will, has Pac-12 is going to get money. Well, they will have money, but Boise. I mean, like I, I know for a fact they've uh, the fans there have been really angry because they've wanted the the stadium to get fixed up and replaced for a long time because it's literally falling apart there. And uh, even though the football team continues to be somewhat relevant, but they. Uh, you know, a lot of the, that program really isn't in the best place right now, which is probably why they're not being targeted by, you know, like the Big 12. San or, Diego State's a good good option. Just saying. San Diego's in a better yeah. better spot than Boise, in my opinion. So it's like if they went after them, it would make more sense. All right, let's go to the other college. Let's, let's get to the big game of the week. Not the game around here. We'll get to that game in a second because <laughs> I know how that's going to go. Student versus teacher. Saban versus Sarkeesian. Saban used to be undefeated against former assistants until Jimbo ruined that. And, well, then the past offseason, Jimbo and Saban had a nice little riff. Sarkeesian versus Saban. Saturday afternoon, 12 o'clock. Way to kick off your Saturday. Urban will be there. They're bringing the big news show. I'm so happy Urban will be there. My favorite human being, Urban Meyer. Game day will be there. So... Does Sarkeesian, is Sarkeesian the second former Saban assistant to take off a win off of Nick? All right. Uh, ben Anderson, you see me you're going to go. Here we go, Ben. Absolutely not. I'm sorry, Sarkeesian. I'm going Bama all the way. Texas, I, I was telling a friend this morning, Texas has not really been relevant since the early 2000s in the Vince Young era. It's like Texas has always been on this program, so they've always been overrated every single year. I think this year is going to be the exact same way. I feel like this game is way overhyped. But Alabama is just a lot better team, and they're also favored by like 20-plus. 
So I'm going Bama all the way. So, and Jimbo Fisher will will be the only assistant coach to beat Saban after this week. Not to mention that Steve Sarkeesian in his first year last year was 5-7 and seven with Texas, and they were 7th overall. They did have a season in 2018 where they won 10 games but and won the Sugar Bowl, but I, I agree with Ben. I, I, I think may, the fact that Sarkeesian has won against Alabama before is promising, but I think as a team, Texas just... You saw it last year with five and seven in the Big Twelve, let alone in the SEC. Where hey, Sean, it's can I interrupt argu- you real quick? Because sure. didn't they have? Didn't they? Have, but didn't they win most of those games in the first half of the season? Yeah, because didn't they go like four and zero, like five and zero, then blew yes. up afterwards? Yes, they beat. Yeah, Louisiana. they blew up midway through October. It was. It yeah. was that Oklahoma matchup, right? Was that where everything no, started exploding? It was exploding? like the week. Yeah, yeah. That, I thought that it was, was the week before that. Was, they, they. That's when it started rolling. They beat Louisiana, Rice, Texas Tech, TCU. And then they lost to Oklahoma and then didn't win a game. At, uh, well, they won Kansas State, but at, that was at the final it's, game of the season. Yeah. But m- my point here is that if they can only win three conference matchups in the Big 12, now you're in the SEC. You're in a whole different ball game in terms of teams, uh, strength of teams. You had Oklahoma State, you had Baylor, you had Oklahoma last year all winning 10 or more games after that it's just a sea of teams and five wins six wins seven wins it's it's alabama all the way justin one of them is the number one ranked team in the country and the other one is not ranked so correct and texas is just biding their time until manning so arch manning shows up yep they're they're biding their time so this is gonna alabama is gonna win this game even if it's in texas um it's not going to be close. Uh, <laughs> Justin's holding up Longhorns in the studio, but no, no, it's no. The long, Longhorns are going to be in for another long game. Uh, they, it, it's just Bryce Young's too good. I mean, Alabama. Oh, I got Alabama. I, I, I just like doing the hook and boards. <laughs> <laughs> just offensively and defensively, Alabama is the better team, and that's you know all where it matters. So uh, Alabama, that's the easy pick. I know it's. It's not daring. You know, the the bold pick would be, oh, yeah, Texas is going to come out of nowhere and beat them. But uh, Alabama is just a better team all the way around, and Texas won't be relevant for at least another year in the big grand scheme of things. Wow. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, in, in competitive, if they're going for like a, a true, like, they're going for the playoffs or like a ranking or something, wait another year. All right, Rick. Yeah, I totally agree with everyone. I mean, Ben's number one point and it's gonna be my number one point too is Alabama's ranked number one in the nation Texas played UN, UL Monroe and did they whoop them yes but it's Alabama this is this is not like there's maybe one two star on the team that could go crazy for you it's all five stars the bench people are five stars their strings are four stars Alabama's two strings probably could beat Texas in Texas that's a bold take, but I, I have faith in Nick Saban. I think it could happen. The toughest opponent that Texas beat last year was Louisiana in Week 1, 38-18. That was the only ranked team they beat either. Other than that, you have Rice, you have Texas Tech, and TCU who don't have more than seven wins. So you beat up a couple mediocre teams and a ranked Louisiana team. 
pretty handily. But other than that, there's nothing. Yeah, like Sean just mentioned, their schedule, the teams they beat were nobodies. They were nobody relevant in the higher up of college football team. So, like, there's you'd be crazy to say Texas is beating Alabama. There's no way. That's like saying Tom Brady is bad. I mean, it's just not It's not reasonable. It's not a reasonable thing to say. All right. Interesting debate there. Uh, let's get back to uh, – uh, let's get to the game week around here. The Parthenon had a nice line in the front page talking about how Marshall will get its prom date. That's Zach Bollinger, the columnist, against – for the, for, the, for the Parthenon against Notre Dame on Saturday. I'll put it this way. Does, does Notre Dame... We'll get to the second question about Notre Dame in just a second. Do they still deserve to be in the top 10? Does Notre Dame... Here, the line's at 20. Marshall or Notre Dame? Just straight. Who wants to take it first? Marshall or Notre Dame? Go ahead, Ben Anderson. This is going to be good. It hurts me to say this as as a student of Marshall University and as a huge fan of Marshall University, I sadly have no choice but to go with the Fighting Irish. It's like, even though they struggled against the Buckeyes, Justin, I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout, so don't so don't start celebrating in the back. I yeah, I'm watching you, Justin. Either way, thing is, I think Marshall can put up a fight, but at the end of the day... The Fighting Irish, the one of the top teams in the nation, and they have the talent to be one of the top teams in the nation. I think Notre Dame will pull away. Well, here's my prediction. Marshall keeps it close in the first half. All right? Then at halftime, Notre Dame gets their crap together and just, and just bulldozes their way in the second half with Marshall. I think it'll be a battle of the offenses because I wasn't real impressed with Notre Dame's defense against the Buckeyes. I watched watching ours out don't think we really can stand a chance stopping their offense. It'll be who has the better offense, and at the end of the day, the Fighting Irish had the better offense. And it's at South Bend, so therefore, you gotta get in their name. This is gonna be a wake-up call game for Marshall basically after after the Norfolk State game. Marshall had a good had a good running game. I'll give them that, but you know, I get we're a Marshall program here, but Notre Dame, Notre Dame, even though they lost last week, still only lost twenty-one to ten to Ohio State. I think their offense, their offense is going to be too much to handle. Marshall, I agree with Ben. We'll probably keep it close for about a quarter, maybe a quarter and a half. But Notre Dame's just the better team. I, you know, I'm intrigued, Justin. I'm, I'm really intrigued if Marshall, if Marshall had. Rasheen Ali, I would be more confident in picking them as like an upset pick. But without Ali, I mean, Le, you know, LeBorn and Payne, we saw, we called the game, Justin. It, they looked amazing on Saturday, but then again, it was Norfolk State. So, uh, you know, two 100-yard games apiece, or oh, from, from both running backs. But, uh, you know... I think it'll be an interesting test for Marshall because it's going to be it's a it's a goalpost. Where do they? How good are they up against a good ranked program such as Notre Dame? And uh, you know Notre Dame eighth in the nation. You know you're going to put a guy like Columbia in there. That's going to be the big test. You know Columbia looked very comfortable in the pocket and behind center versus Norfolk State. But then again, 
it was Norfolk State. So you you put you sick that Notre Dame defense on him. How is he going to react? You know he's a Power Five QB, um, but like, well he's you know plenty of experience playing against good programs at Texas Tech, but again all over the place, you know with his starts. So uh, Columbia will be it'll be a good test for him. You know how will Marshall's running back core. Uh, go up against that Notre Dame defense and at the same time it's going to be one heck of a test for the Marshall defense too where uh, you're going up against that high powered you know fighting Irish offense and uh, really 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 push them to their limit I don't know if Marshall's going to win this game I I don't really have faith if I have if I was a betting man Justin of which I'm not because I'm not of legal age because I cannot bet um I would not bet money on Marshall. I I wouldn't. I like. I think it'll be an interesting game, certainly, and uh, I can't wait to watch it. But at the same time, it's Notre Dame, <laughs> and they're they're in South Bend, uh, going up against a Marshall team that is kind of has a lot of question marks, even still after a, a route versus Norfolk State. So it'll be a good measuring stick game. But I don't think Marshall goes away. It comes away with a win. Yeah, Sean, a loss. Sean kind of said it well. This is gonna be like a wake up call to Marshall because we are we did just run through Norfolk State fifty five to three. One interesting stat I don't know if you guys saw today, but again we played Norfolk State, but Columbia leads the nation in uh, completion rating right now. He's got a ninety two point three completion. I get it. We played Norfolk State, so there's not really much to go on off of that. It's not a not even a FBS school. I get it, but there's bright spots for Marshall. This is just the same as what we just talked about with Texas Alabama. You'd be crazy to sit here and me tell you straight with a straight face, go Marshall. Yeah, they're gonna go win. I'm going to go to the game, obviously, because it's it's a big game for a program like ours. I would love to see a halftime lead by Marshall going into it. But at the end of the day, there's no there's no way I could sit here and tell you, yeah, Notre Dame's gonna lose the Marshall. There's just no way. But I'd love to see it happen. If I was a betting man, this would be the game I put two dollars down to win a thousand bucks. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that would be a heck of a heck of a, a little bet to potentially win big. Uh, but yeah, it, there's it, no it, way. It, no, there's it's, no way. But hey, hey, listen. Anything's possible. There's already been one big upset by a Sun Belt team so far. I would so love if it was Marshall next. Anything It'd be is beautiful. possible. Maybe Notre Dame also gets stuck in an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Justin, would you like to tell the audience what you've been doing for the past Just, five minutes? Here, here, the whole Notre Dame. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> He's been jumping around the studio with a green jacket Justin on. Justin has the master's jacket on, <laughs> and has spent the past five minutes, like just arms in the air, <laughs> cheering. Just, just Every time we would say something disparaging against Marshall, Justin would start jumping up and down. I was like, let's go Notre anything, Dame. Okay, anything positive about Notre Dame. Yes. That's, that's yes. Yes. Justin, don't you go to Marshall, though? I do, but here, here for all Notre Dame. You go to Marshall. He's a Notre Dame fan that goes to Marshall, and I'm a Penn State fan that goes to Marshall. Well, he goes and to I'm a Marshall how about, fan that goes to Marshall, so. You know, how about, since they're the Fighting Irish, how about uh, a quick little rhyme? Justin, Z- Justin Zimmer goes to Marshall. <laughs> Yet he is impartial. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Thank God. All righty. All right. Final question. I'll, 
Look, I, I'm wearing my little leprechaun outfit. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, we got, uh, we got the Nord Dame's mascot we got, we got in the studio. <laughs> we got him here live. Okay, all right. What's the question? Super Bowl matchup. Woof. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, this is the final question. This is going to determine the winner. Okay, whoa. whoa. <laughs> Who are the two teams whoa. that we'll be seeing in Arizona on Valentine's Day? Who are the? I'll give you a minute to think about it. I'll give you a minute to think. I mean, who wants to go first? Anybody do, eager? Ben, ben oh, Cowher wants me? to go first. Me? Since All you right. asked a question, you go first. <laughs> okay. You know what? Fine. Then I will go first. Uh, whoever's coming from the AFC is going to come out of the AFC West. That division is just so so much better than anybody else in the AFC. We need a team here. We don't the need Bengals. A... Listen, ben, we need a team here, Ben Listen, Ben Anderson's angry at me, but the Bengals. You still have no O line, and you still have a shaky defense. You know who's better than you? Every Dude, single... want, okay, all right, all right. We need a team. Okay, you want a team? Yes. I... The AFC West it would be nice. Let's but... go with Denver. Denver's a good pick. I think Russ <laughs> is going to cook. I like Denver. You know, Denver's a strong team. They're well-balanced. They are the most well-balanced team out of the best division in the AFC. Russell Wilson is there now. They have a very good offense. They have a very capable defense, too. I mean, both sides of the ball, they have good players at really every single position. They're not... Uh, it's not, like, to an unfathomable extent where it's just like, oh, my gosh, they're so much better than everybody. But I think they're the most well-balanced team, and, consistent, and consistently it's well-balanced teams that make it far. I like Denver out of the AFC, and then if we're going to go to the NFC... Um, By the way, I'm writing these down so we can hold you guys up. Oh, great. Okay. Um, from the NFC... Uh, uh, I, you know what? Tampa Bay again. It's Tom Brady's <laughs> final year. He didn't quite make it last year. Do you think Tom Brady's going to go out with a whimper in his last year again? No. Yes. No, he's not. The Tampa Bay is probably going to make the Super Bowl again because Tom Brady's going to go God mode. <laughs> if they if they lose like one or two games in a row in the regular season, Tom Brady's is going to like sit down and get really. He's going to look really angry on the sideline. Then they're just going to win like twenty games straight. Yeah, I and ha- then uh, hate that meme. Yeah, by the way, angry and then all of a sudden the Super Bowl on the network he's working he's for. It'll be on Fox. So I guess if I had to make my projection, uh, Broncos. Buccaneers. All right. Super Bowl. Got that written down? This is not going to win me the game by saying this statement, but I never <laughs> like these questions of who's going to win the Super Bowl before the season uh, even oh, starts. Oh, no, we're, we're running him down this year, Sean, so we, we will have this on record. Yeah, I know. So I do agree with Ben in saying that whatever team makes it out of the AFC West is probably going to make it out of the AFC. I'm going to say Kansas City is a safe pick. Mahomes and that team has a lot of room to be disappointing and Mahomes did for half the year last season but I'm just going with the safe pick out of that I don't think Denver is going to immediately jump out to be a Super Bowl contender I don't think so with the Raiders either the Chargers are a bit of a question mark I think they I think they have potential to win the division I don't know about winning this or making the Super Bowl yet the Chargers consistently dis- disappoint yes every year they do seeing as how they're the last season they were about to make the playoffs except for a coaching blunder I don't have faith in them that much and I'm going with a safe pick as well at the NFC West and saying the Rams they still have Cooper Cup they still have Aaron Donald on defense they still have a good amount of that Super Bowl winning team and have even added on to that. So I'm saying Kansas City, Los Angeles has a safe pick. 
I'm just going to say a- NFC easily the Rams. The AFC will either be Cincinnati or Buffalo. That will be either my I, two I, teams. I need a team. Hey, I'm riding with Houday Nation. No, so my pay, I'm on the Cincinnati Bengals. I I think hey we got the old offensive line in the off season. Stay for your statement you, is invalid. You got listen. You got Dallas's. Uh, hey, that means a dog though. Don't get me wrong. Uh, he was like three years ago. Hey, so an officer. <laughs> Man, it's this. It's the time of day, huh? Well, I'm gonna go out of the AFC West since you guys want to jump ship on that one, and I'm gonna go jumping into the AFC East, and I'm gonna go with my boys from upstate New York, Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills. They have a serious case. They have no reason to make it to the Super Bowl. No Brian Dabble. That's all right. He's gone. That's all right. Hey. <laughs> hey, they got to get to Joe Burrow and anybody else first. Remember that. Josh Allen is still one of the favorites to win. MVP. There's there's no way you're going to sit here and tell me Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs uh, aren't better than you, Joe Burrow and Jamar yeah, Chase. You got Buffalo and who else? Anyways, anyways. anyways and then to go to the NFC, you know what? You said it's in Arizona? Yep. You know what? Crazy pick time. I'm going to pick the we'll Cardinals to play the Bills All right. at home. Because why, why not? Kyle Murray's going to ball out for me in fantasy. I, I just know it. It's going to uh, happen. That's okay. That's okay. D-Hop's going to come back late season. This is my reason right here. D-Hop's going to come back late season. He's just gonna do it. He's gonna do the job. He's gonna do the job. I'm. Right. He, they have so bad late season su- success. He's gonna come back late this year and they're right. gonna do great. All right. Great. Since you're opening your picks in, mm-hmm. I'm gonna put mine in. So just in case when the week comes, we actually, we actually oh, okay. on this record. So we get to see how far off the ball we were here. Yes, I'm running him down. I'm, we'll get John Boggs's as well here. Just to make it fair. Okay. I'm. A, I agree with Ray on the AFC. I'm gonna go Buffalo. All right. So I'm right down Buffalo for me. That offense just won't be the same without Dabble, though. Good play calling. Good play calling. It matters. Dable's with the Giants now. Yeah. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Big. the Giants are going to the Super Bowl. No. No. Yeah, my fault. My fault. Good play calling. I'm going to go with Green Bay. There's no with, way. With one, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. With one wide receiver. <laughs> really? Whoa, 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 whoa. Write it down. No, you better write that down right Alan, now. Alan on the, on the Lazard. back of Pat McAfee interviews. What, 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 what are we doing here? What are you saying? Alan Lazard and Romeo Dudes no, are going to lead uh, Green Bay's <laughs> offense to the, I, I, I to the got promised faith in Green land. Bay. I got a lot of faith in Green Bay. I thought Why? my take was crazy. Uh, I, <laughs> Why? I'm think, interested. Look, I think the NFC North is a very easy division. Mm-hmm. They, they're not, I don't think they have any stress until they get to January. If anything, that sets them up for failure. Hey, Justin, no, no. Justin, when was the last time the Green Bay Packers actually made it past the NFC Championship game without choking? 2011. And how many years ago was that? Uh, that was 11. Exactly. Uh, so you're saying the so 11 years Aaron Rodgers will not go to the Super yep. Bowl. He, I, I, he I got always him chokes. I am the and you're Bowl. saying my pick is Cincinnati's crazy? Nah. Nah. I, I, all right. We got to pick a winner. We're over time, but yeah, I'm going to go Buffalo Green Bay. Preview, you'll see it on on October 30th on Sunday Night Football. Mm. Uh, all righty, right. Enjoy, enjoy the show here. Uh, winner tonight's going to be a uh, good debate by everybody tonight. Really good debate. Ben's going to be the devilish look. <laughs> Come on, Justin. I'm going to go to Ray Newsom. 
What? <laughs> yeah, it's that Arizona Cardinals take. Yeah. Did you cut our mics off? Or we can we still talk? Oh, okay. I'm actually flabbergasted. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, you know what, Justin? You got me. You got me speechless. I never thought I would see the day. Justin Zimmer got me speechless to say one tonight, but it's gotta be the D Hop. D Hop play season six has got me the dub. There's no way. Go go Cardinals. I know the Cincinnati got me the L, but hey, like I learned on time ago, hey, who day nation till the day I die. Justin, what won him the game? I'm curious. Oh, Ooh. We'll talk <laughs> about it after the program. You're off there now. We we have to we have to sign off now. So that will do it for that. That will do it for sports buzz. For Ray Anderson, Ben Cowers, Ben Anderson, and Sean Kelly. I'm Justin Zimmer. Have a good night. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Bye.